The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. As we get into this Christmas season, we're going to take just a quick pause from our study through the Gospel of Luke, and we're going to spend the next few weeks leading up to Christmas in a new series. We're calling the series God With Us. And the reason we're doing that is because I believe that the fact that God sent His Son Jesus to earth to be with us is one of the most incredibly generous acts of love that this world has ever seen. And because of that, I think it's important that we spend a few weeks celebrating that. So we're going to do that, and it will lead up to our Christmas Eve Eve services. And I want to make sure and invite you, your friends, your family to join us at either campus, the Norman or the Oklahoma City campus at 6 p.m. The both services will be at 6 p.m. I want to invite you to come worship and celebrate with us on December the 23rd. But over the next few weeks, we are going to celebrate, anyway, the fact that God came down from heaven to be with us. That our joy, that even in our hardships, in all the moments of all of our days, God is with us. And we want to celebrate that. And what we're going to do is use Matthew 1.23 kind of as a theme verse to walk through these next few weeks. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, it just simply says this, the virgin, her name was Mary, she will conceive via the Holy Spirit and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The people will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now we know that the angel told Joseph to name the baby boy Jesus. The name Jesus means salvation. So Jesus is his name, but people will call him Emmanuel because in coming to earth, God came to be with us. Christmas time is supposed to be this most joyous of seasons. And for many it is, but for others, It can be a relatively hard season as well. It can be a difficult time of year, but there's hope. There's hope in this season, and that's because of Emmanuel. God is with us in the good and the bad. He's not some distant myth. He made the decision to come to earth because of God's great love for us. That is something to be celebrated, and that's exactly what we are going to celebrate Yet there's some, and maybe even you, and that's okay, this is a safe place. There's some who doubt this idea, Emmanuel, God with us. Um, Come on. I haven't felt it. I haven't seen it. God's not right here with me. For many reasons, we feel that God is not with us. And, And maybe that's you. Maybe you're missing something. Maybe this whole Emmanuel thing just isn't true. I remember I've had crises of faith. Even since I've been a Christian, uh, the biggest one coming actually over the summer, the beginning of the summer, I was 22 years old. I was in ministry and I lost two grandparents within two weeks. And I'd never really experienced loss before. And so the first funeral I I go and, and I'm feeling things I've never felt before. And as I'm still trying to process through the loss of a grandparent, I get a phone call early one morning from my mom saying that her dad, my grandfather, had passed away in the middle of the night. And I remember hanging up the phone, and this was so long ago, there was a flip phone. I just closed the phone, and I remember feeling this overwhelming loneliness, this overwhelming hurt. 
And I just kind of wandered down the hallway in the house I was living in and I fell face down on my bed. Maybe you've done something like this before. I just fell face down on my bed and I cried out, mercy, God, I, I don't know how to process this. I don't know how to feel this. I, I just, I was all alone in this home and I knew the sadness that I felt was so real. And in that moment, I felt God come into that bedroom and just sit there with me. His presence and his peace and his comfort. I felt that and I needed it in that moment. Yet, yet there's some of you who are going, yeah, Todd, that, it's not my story. I, I've had that moment of sadness, of depression, of hurt. I've had that moment of weakness, of loneliness. I, I've, I've felt all that. I've been face down on my bed before, but I didn't feel no God. I didn't feel him come in and wrap his arms around me. For some of you in those seasons, you ask this question for others. It's every day. Is God really with us? A question has been asked in many different ways for all of the centuries. And regardless of how you ask the question, the answer is very, very important. And today we're going to try to do just that. We're going to try to answer that question. Is God with us? Is he Emmanuel? We're going to try to answer that question. But before we do, have you ever heard something like this? Have you ever heard that, that God was created by man to help them cope with life? Have you ever heard a phrase, something like that, religion exists as a crutch for humanity? God was created, the idea of God was created by man to help them cope. Ludwig Feerbach, a German philosopher in 1841, he wrote this, that God is not a reality outside of us that can be trusted or obeyed. God's not a reality outside of us, no. Instead, he is a projection of our own needs onto reality. Whatever we need, we put God on that. He's not real, we just put him on there. God does not create us, we create God. That's what he wrote. And there's many people out there who believe that. God is a figment of our imagination created to help us cope. This is a dark illustration, I'm sorry, but here's the premise the loss of a child, no greater hurt, no greater anguish could anyone experience, I, I don't think, than the loss of a child. And, and so this philosophy says, we create God to meet us in that moment because we can't reconcile the feelings and the thoughts. So we create God so that there can be an afterlife so that we can see that child again. Now that's one way of looking at it, but that's not the way that I would look at it. That's not the way that people of faith would look at it. That's not the way that if God really did come to earth to meet us in our joys and our hardships, that's not really how we should see this. The hurt in this life, the hurt in this life is either met by God actually, really, or we created the idea of God to help us. And we have to make the decision we need to decide, and that decision really matters. Is God real? Is he with us? Or is it just something we've come up with as humans to cope with life? The story of the Son of God coming as a human, born of a virgin, living a sinless life, dying for sinners so that we might believe and have eternal life. Is this a story of human imagination because we need it to be true? Or is it true and therefore, we need to believe it. The answer to this question is more important than anything that you will think about this holiday season, this Christmas season. It matters now 
and it matters for the rest of your life. Is God really with us? Is God available? Does he exist? Did he create us or did we create him? Does our sense of need for God and forgiveness, our desire for help and for hope, does it cause us to create God or is Emmanuel God with us? Is he real? The fact is, the fact is that there was a man named Jesus who was a great teacher and in his short life, he radically impacted the direction of human history. That is without contestation. No one questions that. The fact that he claimed to be the son of God, he predicted his own death, that has been validated. History outside of Christianity states that he was crucified and died. These things are not disputed, but was he the son of God? Was he the son of God who came from heaven to earth to be with us? To be with us. That is really the big question. And while a Harvard philosophy professor would not appreciate us taking the Bible as our proof text for this, we ain't at Harvard. <laughs> We're in church. And so I think we can use scripture here and we'll start with Jesus' own testimony regarding his coming. We'll start with his own words to start to paint a picture of support for the fact that God is with us, that this was all part of the plan. Being originated long before Jesus ever came, God knew that he was going to send his one and only son, Jesus, to be with us, to be Emmanuel. We'll start in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It says this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It speaks to the purpose and it speaks to the fact that Jesus came from heaven to earth. Luke chapter 5, verses 31 and 32, Jesus answered them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. I have not come, I didn't come to earth to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. I had a purpose. I didn't come for those who thought they were great. I came for those who had a need. I came to be with those who were hurting and those who were separated from God. Paul comments like this in Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Okay, because the Old Testament law was still in effect. Born under the law to redeem those under the law, those who could never be perfect on their own, that we might receive adoption to sonship, that we might become sons and daughters of the Most High God. God sent his son through Mary to this earth to be with us, to adopt us into the family. This is good news, church. This is why Jesus came to earth. But I would say the events around his birth are even more helpful in answering the question, is God with us? Let's look at the prophecies, okay? Let's start with the prophecies. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephra, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Out of you, Bethlehem, will come the one who was sent to be with us. Isaiah, writing 750 years before Jesus was born, he wrote this in Isaiah chapter 7, 
Verse 14, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Okay, God himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, that's impossible, unless God is involved. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. There you see it. 750 years before Jesus is born, the prophet Isaiah, through the Spirit of God, writes that one will come whose name will be Emmanuel, God with us. Just a few chapters later, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, a prince of peace. He'll have many names, maybe none more special and important than Emmanuel, God with us. The prophecies didn't just happen centuries before Jesus' birth. They happened even years before his birth. There was a man, he was a priest named Simeon, who served in the temple in Jerusalem. And he was old and waiting to go be with the Lord, but he wasn't able to go until he saw the coming of the Lord. And here's what he writes in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Consolation means comfort after disappointment. He was waiting for the one that would come to bring hope to those who had been disappointed up to this point, to those who'd been waiting for God to send his son. He'd been waiting for that, and the Holy Spirit was on him, verse 26. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he'd seen the Lord's Messiah, the promised one. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was custom of the law required, that was circumcision, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. (laughs) You can let me die. I've seen it. This is amazing. For my eyes have seen your salvation, Jesus, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, A light of revelation to the Gentiles, that would have been unheard of in this day. But Simeon knew that Jesus was not just here for the Jew, but for the Gentile as well. He'll be a glory to all of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel. Some are going to believe and some are going to stumble because of him. But it doesn't matter, he's great. He will be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. You'll see him lifted up. You'll see him crucified. And that will be a hard day, but it has a purpose. We see surrounding Jesus' birth, we see all of these prophecies dating back hundreds of years that God had a plan to be with us. This wasn't accidental. Jesus didn't just show up on the scene one day as a 30-year-old man claiming to be Messiah. All that happened, his birthplace had been prophesied. His time had been prophesied. Simeon was waiting for him. Everyone was hoping and waiting that God would send his one and only son, and he does. He does it. And here's how the birth itself went down. 
Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 14. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. They went there for a census. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds who were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. Heaven announced the birth of this child. Heaven announced the birth of Emmanuel. He appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you incredibly good news that will cause great joy for all people today. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. He is God with you. This will be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The prophecies, the birth, the life of Jesus, which we'll look at over the next few weeks and especially on Christmas Eve Eve. It all points to the truth that God, in his infinite love, sent his son to earth to be with us. He came for us. With all that surrounds the birth of Jesus, it makes me certain that God is not a figment of my imagination, created by me for my own comfort. But instead, he's the God of the universe that so loved the world that he would send his one and only son to die for my sins and for yours. And that through faith, I might have eternal life with him and hope for today. That's the good news, church. God is with you in this season. He's with you every other season. He is Emmanuel, God with us. All you need to do is believe Believe that that longing in your heart, you, you know the deepest place that I'm talking about, that, that longing in your heart for a loving and benevolent God, it was put there by grace through him. He put that longing in you so that you might trust in him, that you might desire his presence and seek it out. Because what good is it if he came and no one looks for him? No one seeks him. No one finds him. What good is that? How can God be with us if we don't want to be with him? That's his desire. That was his mission. How do I know that God is with us? How do I know that? I know it because the Bible tells me so, but, but I can take it a step further, church. I, I can I know it because I felt it. I felt his presence. And even though for me, even though for me, he's present every minute of every day, I don't feel it every minute of every day. But that's not his fault. That's not his fault. 
In those moments where we don't feel his presence, the question is not, is God still with me? But instead, who moved? What changed? In that case, the answer is always me. For me, I've grown too busy. I've become too consumed with my own stuff. Too focused on the things of this world. Too disobedient. It's always me. If I'm, if I'm lacking his presence, if I, if I don't feel it in that moment, it's always me. And while that sounds depressing, it's actually comforting. Because that means in those moments, he's not too far away. If I can find my way back to his presence, he's there. Willing and waiting to wrap his arms around me. Because he is Emmanuel. He's with us. He's for us. He wants to be in our presence. God is with us in the good times and the bad ones. The next two weeks, we're going to unpack both of those thoughts. God's presence in the bad times, the valleys. God's presence in the good times, the mountains. He's there. He's there in both. But sometimes it's very different in how we encounter him in those moments. I know I've felt him in both. And I pray today that you can do the same. That you can experience Emmanuel, God, with us. That you can believe and receive. Here's the cool thing about God, though. He will not force himself upon you. Yes, he came to earth to have relationship with you. And it cost him the life of his son. He came to have relationship with you, but he will not force himself upon you. He wants you to choose him. He wants you to seek him out. He wants you to trust him, for he is Emmanuel, God with us in this season and every other season. Father, I pray today that wherever we are at, we might know that you are there too. Whatever we're walking through, God, that we would know that your son Jesus is ready and willing to meet us in that, in that hardship, in that joy, in that trial, in that rejoicing. God, that he is there willing and ready to walk with us, to hold us tight. And I just pray that those who feel distance, those who don't even believe that you are with us or that that's possible, that today, God, they would experience you. They would experience your love and your grace, your mercy, and your joy. They would know you, Emmanuel, for you are with us. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen.